Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men, in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include, but are not limited to, road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot, sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones. Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I was walking around the rafters in the administration building auditorium. Now the rafters, as I refer to them, are above the catwalk and above the pulley system that controls the uh, curtain and above where they hang the spotlights. I'm, I'm up above that. And, and I'm setting up a uh, rappelling rope. And you may ask, well, why were you up there walking around in the first place? The, the short answer would be a parody of George Mallory's quote concerning Everest in 1923. When he was asked by the New York Times, he just simply said, because it's there. Well, I'm walking around the rafters of the administration building auditorium, and it's because they don't know I'm there. <laughs> I was I was planning a stunt. It was homecoming week at Harding University, and they had this big talent show inside the admin building, and it's called Blackout. Well, I had decided for whatever reason I needed to make an entrance into the talent show, and I needed to do it using a rope, and I needed to do it Australian style. Now, if you rappel off of a rope uh, Australian style, instead of the, the rope attaching in the front of you, it attaches in the back. And if you were on a wall, you would walk down and your body perpendicular to the wall. And so you're like standing on the wall, but you're facing the ground. You're not upside down, but you're you're walking down a wall perpendicular. My plan was to walk from the rafters to the top of the curtain, kick out, do a 180, and slowly float below the edge of the curtain so the audience could see me and I could see the audience. Once I scanned the audience very well, 
in my Spider-Man costume, I would let go of the brake hand of my rope, rapidly drop the rest of the way to the stage, hit the quintessential Spider-Man pose, and exit stage left. I was in the rafters measuring the length of my rope. I didn't want a lot of excess rope on the ground. I wanted to be able to drop off the end of the rope, hit my pose, and do my thing. So I'm up there preparing for this stunt during Harding University's homecoming, and while wandering around up in the in the attic in the rafters of the admin building, I hear this voice. And it's a unique voice, and it's saying a unique word. You see, almost everybody at Harding University called me Lonzo when I was a student there. It's how I signed the cartoons that I did for the school newspaper. It's how I signed my artwork. It was how I signed the airbrush t-shirts I was illegally selling from my dorm. Not illegal as in I was breaking the law, as in illegal that I wasn't supposed to be doing it at Harding. Anyway, I'm up there in the rafters, and instead of hearing someone calling my name Lonzo, I'm hearing Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. And the only person, well, one of the few people who called me Jonesy, and the only person who owned this voice is Jackie Lynn Wallace. Jackie was a student at a church I was working at. I had gone out to the Velvet Ridge Church of Christ to help with Bible classes and to preach sometimes, and, and I had become quite enamored with this young lady from middle Arkansas. And unbeknownst to me, she had showed up on campus for, for the Blackout Talent Show. Now, one of the few people who knew I was in the rafters was my friend Paul Richardson, and he had escorted her into the back door of the admin building and said, he's up there. And Jackie had started climbing the spiral staircase. Well, maybe Jackie didn't know she's afraid of heights. Maybe I didn't know she was afraid of heights. She is so afraid of heights. Look at the look at the height of the guy she married, okay? So she's coming up these steps and, and and the steps of the spiral staircase are not solid metal, they're mesh. And she can see through them. And when she looked down for whatever reason and could see the spiral staircase and all the way down through the mesh to the floor, she froze. She panicked, she locked up. Normally her response to things that are upsetting to her is a flight response. We've talked about that before, but on this particular occasion, being on a spiral staircase, she just sat down and hugged the middle column that held up this spiral staircase and began to call my name. Well, I got to her as quickly as I could, wandering down the rafters and sliding down a pole and getting on the catwalk and walking back down to where she was, and, and I extricated her from her uh, uncomfortable position. Now, you must understand how smitten and what a bad case I had for this girl, or behavior like this in the vertical environment would have ended the entire thing. Now, fast forward. She's gone rappelling with me. She's gone climbing with me. She's rappelled with me in several states, and she'd climbed, and she's even done several ropes courses with me. Fast forward to we're at Berry College, and at this point in my ministry, I have certified as a ropes course instructor at Berry College. I'm an adjunct on their staff, and so I use them from time to time to take youth retreats or marriage retreats or whatever. And so I'm there with a church group, and they're letting me function as both the retreat leader and as a facilitator on the ropes course. And the particular element that I'm working on is the giant swing. Now, the giant swing is just exactly what you think it is. It's a giant swing. You climb up about 35 or 45 feet into a pine tree. You stand on a platform, 
you clip yourself to this harness that or, or this this V that comes from two trees and makes a point you clip your harness into the end of the V you hold a little tether you lean off of the platform you let go and you swing away and it's it's a great swing it's one of the better swings I've ever been on now this particular swing has an elliptical path the swings that I built on the two ropes courses that I operated, we had a, a half pipe design so that when you dropped, you dropped in vertically, you went through the swinging trough and you came up and you got a little negative air, the cable would get slack and you drop back down vertically. Jackie hates that. Now, I hadn't built a swing at that time, and so I was only used to this elliptical thing, and I was assuring her, look, there's not going to be a stomach jarring drop. This is just a smooth glide path. Well, come to find out, it wasn't the swinging that was bothering her at all. It was the stepping off of the platform. It did involve a little bit of a, of a lean, and you almost felt like you were falling off the thing backwards. Well, she'd climbed up into the tree and on a safety line, and, and she was standing on the platform with me, and I was assuring her that she'd enjoy the swing if she could just get past the initial fright of stepping off the platform. She'd have nothing to do with it. So I pulled a piece of webbing. Webbing is a piece of flat rope. It looks like a tiny seat belt, but it'll hold several thousand pounds. And I said, look, I'll run this through the attachment on your harness, and I'll hold you in my hand, and I will let you ease out over the platform. And then once you realize you're not going to have an abrupt swing and you don't really have to do anything backwards, when you tell me you're ready to swing, I'll just open my hand and release that webbing, and you'll go swinging. And so she's up here, and she believes in me, and she's trying to overcome some of these fears. And so we're working her off this platform. I said, now you, you get, get down on your knees and just slide your feet over the edge. I've got you. I'm holding this. You won't go anywhere. All you have to do is let go. Honey, let go of my legs. All right, now, now back off. Now, you, you've got you've to let go of the platform. Well, I don't think you've got me. Honey, I, I've got you. You're really not holding yourself up. You think you're holding yourself up, but all you're doing is keeping yourself from being able to swing. You've got to let go of the platform. Well, I don't think you have me. Honey, I have you. Then she looks up and says, well, who has you? Well, I'm clipped to the tree by a tether, and I can't be pulled off, okay? So you just relax and, and, and let go. Well, finally, finally she lets go. And and she doesn't go anywhere because I, I'm holding her. I'm, I've got the webbing just like just like I promised, and I'm strong enough to hold her up in the air using this piece of webbing and not not permit her to swing. Apparently, the people on the ground could see her face. I couldn't see her face, but it was reported to me later that her eyes were squeezed shut and it looked like she was holding her breath. And when she didn't plummet to her death and didn't get into some out of control swing, she looked up at me with those beautiful blue eyes and said. You really do have me. Well, yes, I, I really do have you. You weren't holding yourself up in the first place. I was holding you. We, we do this demonstration sometimes. We'll go to a, a high school, and, and I'll shoot lines up into their rafters if they got exposed I-beams, and I'll repel off the basketball goal, or I'll do single rope technique showing students how you can use rope gear. We'll set up some three-to-one or four-to-one advantage pulleys and play tug-of-war, and we'll do a little bit of physics and a little bit of climbing and a little bit of rope rescue, but, but there's object lessons involved. And so we were at a, a school, and I had a, a rope rigged in the rafters, and one of the things that we like to do is we like to take four ropes, 
and hold a ladder in place with just four people holding the ends of these ropes. And then we get a volunteer from the audience to climb up the ladder. We had a coach that volunteered to climb up the ladder. So now he's connected to a rope. The rope runs from his harness through a, uh, a loop that's attached to a, a big piece of strap that we've installed on this rafter above him. It comes back down to me. It goes through my harness in a friction device. So as he climbs the ladder, I'm able to pull up his slack. And the ladder is actually irrelevant. I mean, you could climb a pole. You could be jumping on a trampoline. You could have climbed the basketball goal because what's holding you up is the rope system. You're on a top rope system. You're climbing toward an anchor, and I'm pulling in your slack. But most people, when they do this demonstration and they're not versed in things vertical, they think that their relationship is with the ladder. And so this coach climbs up the ladder, and you go way past the little sticker that says, do not climb beyond this part point. And then you say, hey, we'll stand up on the ladder. Now you're standing on the top rung of the ladder and you don't have anything to hold on to. And, and it's a little precarious, but but you're standing there. And then you say, hey, we'll, we'll step up on the very ends of the ladder, you know, the things that make the H of the ladder. Put a foot on the right side and I step up to the left side and now get your balance. And then you begin to say, all right, now what we're going to do is we're going to get the students who are holding this ladder in place with these ropes, we're going to get them to move the ladder out from under you. And that's when the panic ensues. And they start yelling and they start pleading and they start telling you the things they're going to do to you if you take that ladder out from under them. Well, it's interesting that, that when you remove the ladder from them, there's, there's no drop. There's really a very little swing. And that's when they realized that what was holding them up was not the ladder, but this massive I-beam. And it's the same reaction you got out of Jackie when she was on the giant swing at, at Berry College. It's, oh, something other than what I thought had me has me. <laughs> you see, we get connected to things below us when the reality should be that, that we understand we've got a connection to things above us and they're higher than us, and they're stronger than us, and they really do have you. I remember the first time that I realized, hey, you really do have me, and, and, and I'm not talking about climbing now, I'm talking about a time in my life when things weren't stable and I was questioning some of the things that I was believing and I didn't know if I should be at Harding or I should be somewhere else. I didn't even know if I was going to be allowed to stay at Harding. And I had this encounter. I had been doing some studying. I'd been doing some praying. I had a very influential Bible teacher, James Walters. And when I came to that moment when I realized, hey, you know what? He really does have me. Not only was it calming, but it was also thrilling. Because once you realize that I, I'm not in charge, I'm not holding myself up. You know, a lot of times we, we even get so much hubris and we, we talk to God in terms like, God, I've let you down so many times. And I heard some guys, they're called the skit guys. In one of their skits, uh, this guy tells God, he says, I've, I've let you down so many times and God's response is, <laughs> you are never holding me up. And when we recognize that not only do we not, we're not in charge of making God do what God does, we're really not in charge of us.
we're not holding ourselves up. It's not our strength. It's not our grip. It's not our might. It's not our connection to the things below us that are supporting us. It's our connection to the, the person above us or the thing that is taller than us and stronger than us and mightier than us. And once we realize that, that hey, you really do have me, then we don't have to worry anymore. And really, the emphasis is not on when we realize it. And I guess the sooner the better. But the real emphasis is on that we realize it. Because at that moment, when you recognize it's really not about you, and it's not about your strength, and it's not about your power, and it's not about your competency, you don't have to understand how, you don't have to understand why. You just have to understand that something higher than us and stronger than us and more powerful than us and and infinitely more wiser than us and infinitely more compassionate than us and something with with way more capacity for love than we have is, is the thing, the person, the entity that is supporting us. And I know we're used to the phrase, let go and let God, but I think it's probably more important to understand that God won't let go. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive spiritual development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with life, controlling your inside space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian jiu-jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure.